Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi there folks and welcome aboard this week's podcast. And this week I want to talk about falling down. Like when we feel or when we hit a wall in life, when we've just fallen down, what creates that, what causes that and why we end up um, where we are. And for me, this is speaking this week from, from personal experience. As I've spoke to you guys about before, going back about 12, 13 years ago now, I would have hit a point in my life where where I was suicidal, where it got to a point where my mental, emotional and physical health were so bad, so dire, I was so low that the only way out for me was um, was suicide. The only escape from the pain I was in was suicide. What got me to that place was was years of trauma, years of pain, years of repressed emotion and, and many other things. What got me out of that space were A, the fact I, I had a daughter so... I could never really leave the planet and leave her behind and be learning, um, doing the work, connecting and healing. And the reason I'm doing this podcast today in particular is because this year I feel I, I definitely fell down and it took me a while to get back up, to, to rise again and to begin to keep, to begin step by step climbing climbing them steps back out of how I felt and where I was and looking at what got me there in the first place. So one of the questions that I I've really been looking at lately is, you know, our natural disposition is joy. Our natural state is joy. So why or how do we only end up having moments of joy in our lives instead of it being our actual being how did we get there what happened i mean like all we need to do is look at young children look at look at babies look at children they absolutely glow they are just joy bubbles running around they play they dance they believe in magical enchanted worlds they they just want fun. They're so lovable. They, they're, you know, they're just pure joy. And that by nature is who we are. And that's our, our, our natural state of being. So how do we end up either feeling no joy, no happiness, possibly quite empty or lonely and moving out of our natural state of being? So looking at, at, I suppose this year for me, some of what happened that had me fall down. And one of the things that certainly did happen was I reached what I call now as like a crisis of identity in would have definitely been one part of it where I'd 
as you know, I worked in, in, in pharma for 20 years, two decades, all of my adult life. Um, and I would have built an entire life around that. It was a huge part of my value. I was well respected. I had lots of friends. It was like a, it was really like a family. It was a big part of who I was or who I thought I was. I had attached a huge amount of my identity to that person in there, how I showed up, who I was. And when that moved away, I didn't realize the hit that that would have. And then over the couple of years since I left there, a few other things, big things, I suppose, stripped away happened. One of them being my daughter obviously is grown. She she moved out. She set sail on her own voyage and that left me then at home, not in a relationship anymore. Uh, my daughter gone. And again, another, I suppose, piece of my identity. Although I was still, of course, our mother, she didn't need me the way she, she did. I didn't get my value and my identity um, so much for her anymore. And along the way, other things happened um, that, that, impacted that I had the, the, a vision now ludicrous looking back of the business jet setting off up into the skies all by itself <laughs> didn't realize the level of work it takes in business just to create visibility so when that didn't hit the the markers I wanted it to hit that I set completely unattainable when I wanted it to hit them again that hit at my identity of a successful businesswoman. And all of those things were some of what got me to where I was. What happened was a lot of those identities moved away and were paired away. And what I was left with was I was in a space where I was a little lost. I'd lost a bit of my sense of self or who I thought I was. And that heavily weighed in the value I put on myself who what I thought was 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 value in my life who I was um and with being at home on my own what it did was it opened up a space that hadn't been created in a long time for me to really see who I really was and one of the things that really showed up when when I had that space was it really showed me how much guilt that I carried everywhere in my life, everywhere. No matter what I was doing, if I was working on an aspect of the business, I'd feel guilty that I wasn't spending enough time with the dog, seeing my daughter, connecting with family. I wasn't keeping up with the house cleaning. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't. I got to realise how big a role guilt played in my life. No matter what I was doing, I was guilty over something else. If I opened the fridge and took out the wrong thing, I was hit with, you know, should we be happy? If, as I say, if I didn't walk the dog enough, I was looking at feel felt guilty everywhere. It showed me how much of my life um, was steeped in guilt. And what I had to turn that into was to ask the question, what created that? Why I was living bound to guilt? What drove the guilt? And I, I suppose I'm a person in some ways that shows love by doing, 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 by being high support, by doing, 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 giving, 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 giving. And that at times in my life and at points in my life 
100% has been uh, to my own detriment. I set unattainable standards for myself. And then when I looked at different points in my in, in my life, in, in people in my life and that, um, I realized some of the spaces that I was relentlessly in, constantly doomed, constantly given, and that were just hurting me. That were just hurting my heart. And it's very difficult for someone who's lived in that pattern to stop trying to leave the space as in to leave the trying space to to give up um and what i had to see was it's not about giving up it's about letting go what happens us is when when we have someone in our lives that that we love or you know um be a, a parent a, a partner whatever it is we often see or believe that we know the person underneath the behaviours and we hold on in there trying to reach that person that we know is in there or that we've seen, trying to get that back. And we hold on in, putting up with the behaviours, putting up with the rejection or putting up with the ill treatment, trying to, to get that version to return. And life can be, could be so much easier if people were only one thing. If people were only bad, good, selfish, weak, greedy, mean, lovable, gorgeous, whatever. But people are not. Sometimes we can be holding on to a version of someone that we believed they were, that they possibly never were, or that we just have to let go of. We can't change anybody and we cannot bring anybody else happiness. We all have to find that within. And sometimes letting go of a place that you're being relentlessly hurt in, that you're not getting anything back, is the best thing you can do for yourself. But it's difficult because what you lose as well in that space is you lose a bit of trust with yourself because you seen something there that possibly either was never there so you can't trust yourself to make choices again or you lose a bit of self-worth because of how you allowed yourself to be treated. So there's a number of things for me personally anyway this year that I needed to let go of. Things that were deeply hurting me and had been for such a long time and I had to let go of them. And again, that attacks your, your identity in, you know, without that person or without them in your life or without you trying relentlessly, well, who are you? You know, what am I? And the pain of rejection can sting, but it's so much harder continuously accepting crumbs from people or nothing at all. And that's one of the things that I had to learn. And that ties back to, to our boundaries. And learning that when it's, you know, say it's a parent, a sibling or someone like that, it's perfectly okay to love someone from a distance and just not like who they are or who they've ever been or how they've treated you. That's just boundaries. It doesn't mean you don't love them, but it just means that you're going to love them from a distance. You're going to possibly always be there or wherever it is, but you're loving from a distance. And that self-preservation, boundaries and just that's your own self-worth. Another thing that I learned hugely about myself and I think shows up for us all is I have absolutely unattainably high standards for myself. That's something that I'm really, really working on this year. Who I am or what I've what I have to achieve for me to be OK with me. And that's that's one of my shadow patterns. That's one of the things that I'm I'm working on, dropping down those ludicrous standards where I had to hit like a super high score in every exam, every space I was in. If I'm going to the gym 
I have to train six times a week and you know max out were 120 kilos and then I wondered why like I was avoiding the gym the level of pressure and the unattainable standards I put on myself why I, I, I feared finishing up on a couple of courses because I knew the standard I had for myself for the exams it's releasing and letting go of some of that and actually looking in some of these faces, like for me, for example, in the gym, well, why do I have to go six times a week and hit 120 kilos? What is that? Why is that showing up? Why is that somewhere I need to be? Why is that the standard I've set for myself? And it's looking at that, looking at the expectations we have on ourselves, because then I was feeling really guilty, even if I hit the gym five days a week, because I didn't hit the sixth, the guilt would kick in because the unattainable standard was sitting in the background. If I didn't make the connections, if I didn't hit that super high score in the exam, if I didn't do everything I'd laid out for myself. Again, guilt, guilt, guilt. Where was it coming from, the unattainable standards? Where were the unattainable standards coming from? Where I, what I felt I needed to be and do to fit in, to be accepted, to belong, to be worthy. And they're all things that I had to learn and I'm still a work in progress at letting go off because they, they were all tied into my identities and when I was in pharma in particular you got to hit those goals it was a fast-paced dynamic environment so you got to live a lot of that out so you got to be in that space a lot and letting go of a lot of that and again I was there 20 years so I knew it inside out you always achieved what you wanted so in ways losing all of these things chipped away at that and, but what was underneath it all was the ludicrous high standards I'd set for myself. And some of the places that, you know, this year it, it took me is another thing. I, I gained a, a stone this year and I absolutely was not OK with that uh, when it hit amongst all the other things that were coming in. And now I absolutely know I, I did it to self-soothe. I did it to comfort. I did it with to, to eat the guilt that I was feeling and the sadness that I was feeling. I wasn't putting benzos in my spaghetti bolognese. So, I mean, like, I'm okay with that. I'm, you know, it's just wait. And what that has taught me now is self-acceptance is me accepting me where I am now. Me not bashing or hammering me for carrying a bit of extra weight. Me still loving the, the body that I am in and who I am now that this is the skin I'm in, this is the vessel, this is everything, this is my emotional body, all of those things. And to love the beauty of that, whatever its shape or form. Because in that then is my care and my willingness to do more for it, to get it to where I want to, to go. Not by beating it, putting it down or punishing it. And that's something, again, that I've, I've had to work on. Another shadow pattern that was still lingering a little from my bulimic days that when you're feeling low and down sometimes your old shadow patterns can rear their head and creep back in and go how you need a bit of me again need a bit of linda bashing and it's on you going no no thanks i am not doing this to myself another big thing that would have come up hugely for this year and i just want to point out folks this year i did a massive amount of healing work I'm always working on me. I did some shamanic healing. I've been doing some coaching. I've been doing, and that opened up a lot of old 
unprocessed traumas um, of all different natures that that I've been carrying for decades. Unfortunately, I lived a very colourful life, but there was a lot of darkness in parts of it, a lot of pain and a lot of trauma in parts of it. And some of it I didn't even know was there or that I hadn't processed. But certainly this year, <laughs> a lot of them, um, because I had the space, I opened the space. I was in the space and obviously ready to heal from them. But one of the things that I learned and I didn't know about myself was that I absolutely hated weakness or what I call weakness. And what I had to look at because I did not like that in myself at all was, you know, that and you could feel it coming up visceral, you know, hating weakness. And I had to ask, like, okay, right, well, well, what does what does weakness mean to me? And weakness means to me people turning their back, people abandoning you, leaving you, allowing terrible things to happen to you until in the end you, you allow terrible things happen to yourself because that is what you know and that is what you believe is your worth. So that's, that's actually what's behind me hating weakness. And I had to open up to that because it stopped me allowing myself to... to to feel afraid, to feel weak, to feel lonely, to feel vulnerable because I despised what I thought was weakness. I seen that as weakness. And again, that hugely comes from, from, from old hurts, old pains, old traumas and old shadow patterns and how that manifested was because that showed up in my life, my past and in, in abandonment, abuse, different things like that. I turned it in on I was never allowed to be weak because that would make me that. And I needed to learn to own the more vulnerable parts of, of myself and give myself permission to be weak because absolutely at times I am. We are a full spectrum. At times I'm, I'm really scared, I'm terrified. Uh, loss frightens me. Opening my heart to deep love in certain aspects frightens me. There's, oh, there's many different things that frighten me and it's that's not weakness that's just being human that's just being vulnerable being vulnerable to hurt being vulnerable to be to pain and sometimes that can cause us to to feel weak but when we're not willing to 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 look at it and and open up and give ourselves permission it can just stay in there eating us alive as a shadow pattern making us feel lost disconnected lonely unworthy no i never ever deserved in my life to feel that some of the things that happened to me were my worth. Never deserved that. And I know that now. And that was nothing to do with me. Um, and that does not make me weak. That made me young. That made me a child. That made me vulnerable. That, that was all of those things. Nothing else. Nothing else. And I know that and I own that now. And I had to, but I needed to do some of the work there. And thank God I, I have amazing earth angels. Here, I have amazing friends. I'm surrounded by such fabulous people. And I had to be able to say to them, you know, I feel lost right now. I feel a bit helpless or, or powerless. And be share with them, open up and be willing to, to heal my own shadow patterns that have been created. Because they're just, they're coping mechanisms. And it's... Some of mine had been lurking in the shadows for decades, coming back to haunt me from the inside out whenever I got low or down. 
and kept me running ahead of them. They're some of the things that kept me achieving those unattainable standards or feeling guilty in most of the spaces in my life, be feeling guilty for, for who I was or for what I couldn't save myself from at a time I couldn't. And it's learning to be okay with that. Here's the, the thing, folks. We all fall down at points in our life. As I say, for me, it was, you know, one definitely identity crisis. I definitely felt lonely. I had unattainable standards, a huge amount of guilt. And in that, uh, a number of different, different traumas, different things came up. So there was a lot going on at the same time due to things that happened around me, things that happened internally um, and things that had happened in the past. A lot of that stuff. It's okay to to fall down at times. It's okay to, to feel these things. It's one, asking the questions and raising your hand out and reaching inside yourself and pulling yourself back up, backing you, supporting you, being there for you. That's in, you know, that's truly in your self-worth. We can all be amazeballs when, when we're up on top and feeling good. A true marker of self-worth and self-acceptance is when you're low, and when you're down, when you've fallen in some way, shape or form, it's then you're making the choices to reach in and pull yourself up, to take it step by step, to have the compassion and patience for yourself that you show to others and give yourself the time and the space to rise because you absolutely will. You're born to rise. You're born to for joy to be your disposition. It's in there. It's just allowing yourself to free yourself from what's sitting on top of that. That's the true journey. So that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website, www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me, linda at yourgifttoyou.com, guys, because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want. And please remember, give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.